0: Hi, everyone. This is Brad Thomas with The Ground Up, and uh, thank you for joining us today. We're back again with another C-Suite interview, and today we're joined with Robert Milligan. Robert is the CFO of Healthcare Trust of America. Of course, that ticker symbol is HTA. Robert, it's good to see you today.
1: Hey, it's good to see you, Brad. Thanks for having me on.
0: You bet. Well, I'm glad we can finally catch up now. Uh, Third quarter is uh, done, and then the record books, and now we're on to... Uh, q4 and uh, and the holidays here so uh, uh, robert let's recap if we could uh, third quarter results it looks like you uh, you know pretty predictable numbers uh obviously through this whole pandemic uh, you've been able to have a you made a pretty good job with rent collection but can you talk about kind of how uh, second quarter versus third quarter and how how the uh, results looked overall
1: yeah, uh, sure Sure thing, Brad. You know, I think medical office buildings um, are, are really known for their stability and their ability to generate rent and strong cash collections in in pretty much any market. Um, you know, historically, that's been in any economic market. I think this has been a little bit different, uh, everybody dealing with COVID uh, and some of the impacts it's had across the healthcare sector. But I think medical offices has once again really proven out for its ability to, to be steady, dependable, generate cash, which allows us to, you know, Continue to pay our dividends uh, to investors. So, you know, I think HTA certainly uh, was leading the pack uh, as, as far as that goes. Um, you know, I think in in year to date, COVID certainly caught some of our healthcare providers uh, by surprise. Um, I think you saw some healthcare systems that, that were getting a little bit worried uh, with cuts in elective surgery, with patient flows coming down about 50% of what they were pre-COVID. But, you know, I've got to say with with the economic stimulus that was passed, you know, that really gave our healthcare providers the two or three months worth of kind of financial support it took uh, for them to get back uh, up on their up on their feet, uh, continuing to see patients. And, you know, I think uh, as of a week or two ago, they were back to kind of pre-COVID levels, if not you know, above pre-COVID levels in certain, in, in certain cases. Um, and for us, that, that meant that we've continued to have very strong uh, cash collections. We've continued to have very uh, steady, consistent earnings performance. In fact, we actually had uh, our highest earnings ever uh, in the third quarter. So you know, despite COVID, HTA had record earnings. In the third quarter, and that gave us the confidence to go ahead and raise our dividend uh, for the seventh consecutive year in a row. While many of our peers were were cutting their dividends um, or remaining flat, you know, we we had the confidence to continue to 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 raise.
0: Yeah, you know, you're right about that. We've seen uh, a number of these uh, peers uh, suspend or cut and 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 not grow. So uh, we we certainly recognize that. In terms of the uh, uh, growth, I did see a story, Robert, maybe a week or two ago. That you completed a, a project fairly close to me in North Carolina. Can you talk about that? I didn't go into those details, I just saw the headline.
1: Yeah. So, we, uh, you know, this was really our, our first development project that we've taken from start to finish. Um, you know, historically, we've just been buyers of, of occupied assets um, that we've been able to, to buy, add to our portfolio, and, and then go ahead and, and run and manage them. Uh, to drive uh, additional efficiency but this is really the first time that we've uh, had uh, an ability to take a project from start to finish uh, it was 125,000 square feet uh, really class A MOB uh, that we were able to build in the Raleigh submarket of Cary North Carolina you know it's, it was it was a great building uh, it was right adjacent to the campus of Wake Meds Cary uh, hospital uh, they actually ended up being our anchor tenant it was about 70% pre leased uh, by the time we got it built uh, about a 50 million dollar project and you know when everything's kind of fully finished leasing up we should achieve yields of you know six and a half to seven percent which is uh, extremely attractive in, in today's day and age when you're seeing many medical office buildings uh trade at, at mid fives or, or possibly even lower
0: yeah that is uh those are some good numbers and uh especially when we look at your cost of capital today now uh, HTA, I'll remind our, our audience here, HTA is rated triple uh, B. Uh, can you talk a little bit, Robert, about your cost of capital today and how your balance sheet uh, shaping, shapes up and really compare that to that investment spread that you just mentioned, six and six and a half to 7 percent?
1: Yeah, so, so so HTA, so we are the largest private owner uh, and operator of medical office buildings in the country, um, which has really allowed us to, to create a portfolio in a company that's got tremendous uh, diversification of our cash uh, of our cash flow streams. You know, when you look at uh, at our company, really what drives that investment grade rating, um, we've got about 25 million square feet, uh, really focused in about 15 or 20 key markets that we like to get invested in. Uh, and when you look at our tenant base, we're about 60% healthcare systems, uh, about 12 13% large kind of large or national um, healthcare companies like Quest Diagnostics, LabCorp. Uh, Optum Healthcare, which is obviously a, a subsidiary of United Healthcare, uh, and then we've got about 25, 26% of our the local physicians uh, as our tenants. So it's an extremely broad uh, but strong tenant base. Uh, about 60% of our tenants are actually uh, credit rated. Uh, most of those are going to be the healthcare systems that that we end up partnering with. So we have very strong, uh, steady uh, cash flow uh, generating tenants that that really drives a lot of our stability. Um, so we are investment grade. Um, And, you know, we've we've taken advantage of that as we've seen interest rates come down Uh, in September of this year, we actually issued 10 year debt, uh, public debt at a 2% coupon. So, you know, I think our, our previous record low had been right around the 3% range. So uh, our ability to, to raise new debt uh, in the, this COVID environment, not just refinance, you know, our short-term borrowings. We also took out, you know, our, our notes that we have 2023, uh, and we're actually able to park some additional cash on the balance sheet. Uh, that's now prepared us to, to have a lot of uh, capital that we can make investments with as we go into 2021. So, you know, if you look at our borrowing costs, you know, we're still kind of in the the, the twos to low 2% range right now. Um, we had raised uh, a lot of equity in the fourth quarter of, of, of last year uh, in anticipation of, you know, potential volatility. We thought it was going to be all around the the elections and and things like that. Uh, obviously, we, 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 uh, a few more things happened this year, but, you know, I think it really prepared us well. So I think when we look at our balance sheet right now, uh, we've got about $500 million of long-term raised capital uh, At that for us was, was raised at a blended weighted average cost of capital in, in kind of the mid-four range. So our ability to buy assets or, or develop assets at, you know, mid-fives to mid-sixes uh, is extremely accretive uh, and should drop to the bottom line uh, as we head into 2021.
0: Great. Now, uh, just again, I'll remind the audience: uh, HDA is, is headquartered in Scottsdale, Arizona. But can you talk a little bit about that footprint? I know you've got properties really, you know, from coast from coast to coast. But what are some of the core markets that you like right now?
1: Yeah. You know, we we've, we've historically really looked to focus in markets that we think are going to be uh, key drivers of uh, population growth. Uh, have very strong demographics. Uh, many of them are actually driven by you know strong academic university settings. Um, you know, we've, we really have focused in more of the lower cost states, though, so we've got a lot of uh, significant presence kind of in the southeast, uh, in Texas, and Florida, uh, as well as uh, some in the northeast where, again, you, you just really have those strong academic university uh, settings up there. So if you look at our top markets, uh, our top markets are Dallas, Houston, Boston, Tampa, uh, Raleigh-Durham, as you mentioned, uh, when you get into the west coast, you know, we, we continue to like Denver. Uh, we've got a strong presence, obviously, in our backyard of, of Phoenix, Arizona. So, you know, we really try to be in these strong uh, economic centers where, you know, even post-COVID, we continue to expect to see uh, a number of, of people moving there uh, and continue to see uh, income growth, you know, over the, the, the medium to long term.
0: Great. I'm going I'm to, uh, Robert, end on this last, last question or topic, of course, and you, you, you mentioned it earlier, is that dividend? Uh, HT has really raised its dividend. The most recent one was an announcement, I believe I see here on September the 22nd. So just over a month or almost two months ago now, uh, company raised or declared, I'm sorry, the 32 cents per share quarterly dividend, which is a 1.6%. So not huge, but certainly uh, better than one. And you know the old saying, the safest dividend is the one that's just been raised. Um, you know, in terms of that number that 32 cents a share and your payout ratio. How do you how you know what's your comfort level with that and is that kind of kind of talk about the policy I know you're not we're not going to guide on future dividend increases but what, what's your comfort range in terms of your, I guess your FAD uh, payout ratio.
1: Yeah, you know, and in, in, in Brad, you're, you're right. I mean, this is the seventh year in a row that we, we have raised our dividend. Um, we think a, a, a dividend raise every year um, has, has certainly been appropriate, and it's been well justified by, by the cash flow growth that we've had. So we, we do like that fact that we're able to uh, be the only medical office reIT that, that frankly has been able to raise our dividend, um, not just consistently over the last seven years, but really at all. You know, we think it's an asset class that, that people go to given a stability uh, so, so being really the true leader from a dividend uh, increase perspective, we think that has really allowed us to set set our, ourselves apart. Um, when we look at it in, in its in its ability to be covered, you know, we look at a, a dividend payout ratio of of 80 to 90 percent. Uh, calculated on a normalized FAD, so w- once we incorporate our, our our maintenance capital that we put into our buildings, um, we we think we're right in that su- that sweet spot right now. So you know, to the extent we're able to drive additional earnings growth next year, you know, I think we we, we certainly have a track record of, of of having our dividend follow suit.
0: Great. Well, uh, I've got one one gripe here with that dividend, Robert, and you know exactly what I'm going to say we lo- we we love dividend increases but we love them monthly we love getting paid monthly so again i know hta's gone a long way it's been a long time since you were you know really focused on the retail investor because we all know company's origins were in the non-traded industry which is more retail focused so, and i know you've got a pretty massive institutional following there we do appreciate that dividend increase but uh, t- you can take it, take this back to the board maybe they'll watch the video We'd love to see a monthly dividend. But again, it's probably going to be hard to you know, turn the ship around now since you've got so many institutional investors on it. But uh, uh, at any rate, I do appreciate your time today, Robert. It's been very helpful. Uh, obviously, I'm a shareholder in HTA and uh, uh, glad that you and the team are safe and uh, look forward to seeing you again soon. Likewise, always appreciate it, Brad. Hi, everyone. Brad Thomas. I'm back again. Just a one, uh, really one minute valuation wrap up here on HTA. HTA. You can see uh, the shares are trading at about 27.25. That's not in real time, but very close to that. And uh, you can see the historical earnings history. Again, uh, Robert Milligan just discussed with us the rising dividends, which you can see in the light green area shaded here. Uh, So that's the rising dividends. You can see the uh, uh, AFFO, the earnings per share. Well, we'll go to an AFFO. Let's go to FFO. We can see the earnings uh, uh, increases, the dividend increases. So this is exactly a prototypical, uh, you know, really textbook example of a very predictable and reliable uh, business model. We can see analyst estimates. Uh, looks like this year, if we finish up on the analyst uh, average, we've got $1.69 in FFO, uh, which is actually 3% uh, above 2019. So the company, one of the few REITs that is actually increasing earnings during a pandemic, and obviously increasing dividends during a pandemic. Uh, the guidance for 2021 is not as strong, 1%. And we'll look at that in just a second. And then we've got 5%, which is really what I like to call more historical growth going forward, uh, you know, more predictable growth going forward. We'd like to see 4% to 5% growth per year with this company. Now let's go over to the, uh, and I also want to touch on 4.6% dividend yield. So that's very attractive given the triple B balance sheet. Uh, so very strong fortress balance sheet. Let's go over to the forecasting tool here. We can see again, the black line is the price line. Again, this is kind of, we're gonna forecast, but using industry uh, or analysts uh, uh, numbers here. We've got actually 14 analysts in here, uh, giving us the 21 number, which is $1.71 a share. We've got eight analysts out to 22, and actually two analysts are giving opinions out to 23. Don't know who they are, but uh, let's basically given where we are today on this multiple, it's about a 16.2 times, Going back historically again, the company has traded about an 18 multiple going all the way back uh, and probably even closer to a 19. Yeah, about a 17, 18 multiple. Right now it's about a 16 multiple. It's about two, uh, 200 basis points uh, below normal here in terms of that. So to me, that's, that discount is still there. So the way I'm gonna play this one is, I think we're talking about a five, 15% total return opportunity. That's an annual total return. Shares are trading roughly 27, 25, 4% yield. You can see the price appreciation, which gets us into that 15% number. So let's call it 5% dividend, 10% growth, takes us to the 15% annualized total return. Again, triple B credit back in this thing. I just really think it's an attractive buy opportunity today, HTA. Thanks so much, and everybody have a great weekend.